Rally day. It's so exciting. You know, when I look at, uh, at what's happened over the last five years, um, you know, this church was replanted, went through a replant. And uh, five years ago, Josh uh, Bitework and I came here to be a part of that. And in the last five years, as we've been doing rally days, rally days are kind of our vision Sundays. And so we each year at a rally day, we kind of assess what's going on and talk about what it is that God's doing. And so as I was getting ready for this, I was looking back over the last rally days. That is spectacular just watching it, what God has done over the last five years. It's absolutely incredible. Um, and uh, so I want to have you go on that journey with me a little bit. One of the things that's really important is for us to remember. You realize that that's a huge command in the scriptures is to remember because it's really easy to forget what God's done and our faith is built on what God has done. Uh, You know, and uh, everything that he does are those shared experiences that we have with God where we watch what it is that he does in our lives. It grows our faith. And every time we have those faith builders, it's important to hold on to them. And that's why God puts holidays in place. You know, like in the in the Old Testament, there was all those, you know, they had Passover. And the reason they would have Passover is so they always remember what God does. And the reason that we have Christmas and the reason we have Easter is so that we get lots of presents and candy. And so and it's, it's so that we remember, you know, it's so that we remember. And, and when we remember, it helps our faith to grow because we're like, God is good, you know? And now the next thing that comes that's even bigger, well, we can trust him because we trusted him for that and he delivered us. And when we look back over the last five years of what God's done in Parker Ford Church, over the last hundreds of years, you know, this church is a couple hundred years old, but when we look at the last five years of what's happened since this church was replanted, it's spectacular what God's done. And we got to remember, so I'm going to invite you in on a journey with me um, to, to look at what it is that God's done. But before we do, we have a text, and our, our text, um, we're going to be flying a little bit today because we don't have much time. Um, so I'm going to be cruising through this. But uh, I, what, what I want you to see in this text, we're not going to be able to exegete the text or anything. We're just going to kind of read it and then springboard off of it. Um, but Gavin, when he got up here and read first thing this morning, he read from Ephesians chapter 1. And in Ephesians chapter 1, it talks about how Christ was raised from the dead and seated with God in the heavenly realms. And now all things are held together by him and that the church is built on Christ and Christ alone and his power. And it's such a Christocentric picture. Everything is Christ and it's awesome. It's a spectacular picture in Ephesians 1 that Gavin was reading. And I was getting juiced hearing Gavin as he's, you know, I pray that you'll have understanding, that you'll know the power that raised God from the dead that's still alive in Christ and is given to you. And that's just an awesome thing. And and when you get to chapter 2 of Ephesians, what Paul starts saying to the church is he's saying not only... Not only is Christ that awesome, and and we can look back and and realize who Christ has been in the church, but now he's binding us together as a part of his body here on earth. And that's this this text. It's just a couple verses. So it's Ephesians chapter 2, 19, uh, starting in verse 19 for a couple verses. And I'm going to ask you to stand with me in honor of God's word as we read this. Perfect timing. (laughs) Think about this in terms of us. Every time there's a you, think Paul's writing this letter, not just to the church in Ephesus, but he's writing it to us. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Jesus Christ, 
himself, Christ Jesus himself, as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined and held together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. Now hold on to this verse. Here it is. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Amen? You can have a seat. Join me in prayer, please, for a second. God, uh, I, I, I just, I just want to thank you. I mean, I thank you for, for being able to hear voices together singing your praise, for being able to see the waters of baptism and hear the words that wrap all around the testimony that the, that the baptism shows of, of death in, in, from ourselves and, and life in you and all of it, God. And, and we especially thank you for what you've done in our church over the last uh, number of years. And uh, we just ask that you bless us not only in remembering, but also, God, at knowing how to trust you moving forward in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, we are uh, five years five years in. A year before that was Rally Day, 2007, and I came and spoke at that Rally Day here before Josh and I were coming here, or even knew we were coming here. Um, I was asked to come and speak, and I spoke on this. Uh, this was the topic. We called it a faith harvest, and. Um, what that was about was the Zarephath widow, and we talked about her just a couple of weeks ago again. And that's where, uh, you know, she didn't have any oil or any flour. She only had enough for her and her son, but she decided to give it to Elijah because he said, you got to trust me, give me the last of what you have, and then God provided. And the whole premise of this uh, six years ago was this idea that with Parker Ford Church, if we would trust God, and give him more than we have to give, so to speak, more than seems reasonable to give, that God will always do something special. He always will. And that picture, the picture of the field here is that, you know, this used to be a field, a farm field, and Ron and Shirley were at first service. They they were out on that field, and they realized this field is not supposed to be for us anymore. God's asking for this field, you know. And so they gave the field to the church, and then the church had to decide, what are we going to do with this field? And and so the church decided to move and to, and to pick up from Bethel Church Road and move down and build this new building in the middle of Coventry Glen and to take a step of faith. That says, why in the world are we building a building? We don't need to build a building right now, you know? And there was only one reason, because God was asking for it, just like he was from that Zarephath widow. And he said, I want that. I know that's, I know you don't have it, but just give it anyway. And, and he promised a harvest, and God has brought a harvest. I want you to, if you were uh, worshiping regularly with Parker Ford Church at Bethel Church Road, before we moved here, raise your hand right now in this room. As a matter of fact, stand up if you don't mind. Stand up for a second. You veterans, you're awesome. Way to hang in there. You get, you've done, this is, now everyone else, okay, who, look around. Everyone else in this church has come since this, okay? In our, in our, in our, you guys can have a seat. Thank you. In our first service, when I asked that question, we were about 50-50. About half of the people in the first service had been here before and half were new. And all of, all of you, whether you were believers or unbelievers, all of you who have come to this church are, are this yellow stuff right here, a harvest, okay? Because God had designed that he would do something special and he would bring a people together. Some, for the first time, coming to faith, you know? 
Some, for the first time, being awakened to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Others, finding a home and a body where they could connect and grow and become part of the ligaments and the parts of the body that reveal the body of Christ here at Parker Ford Church. But that harvest was because there was a bunch of people who decided we're going to follow Christ and we're going to step out in faith and God provide it. And, and uh, it was an awesome thing. And what we said was that as, as, God can, as we continue to, to trust God, he will continue to provide. He'll continue to do it. Within a year, um, we, we moved in. Uh, to, we started calling this the Parker Ford Church replant, okay? Uh, we were replanted for Christ. And uh, Josh and I, you know, we had been talking about planting a church in Pottstown, in the borough of Pottstown. Josh was pastoring in Michigan at the time, and I was pastoring in Ephrata. And we were talking about coming back to the area to plant a church in Pottstown when we realized that Parker Ford Church was actually looking for a pastor because uh, our pastor emeritus, Bob, was moving on. He was retiring, and, uh, and they, there was a need to reach out to the community around, and they were looking for other leadership. When Josh and I heard that, we ended up going with a hybrid where instead of us planting a church and instead of Parker Ford just getting one pastor and having a pastor, we went through this thing we call a replant where we raised support and both of us came on staff and we said we're going to be spending a lot of time investing into the community, not just, you know, managing church, but also going to be out beyond here. And the church was like, okay, here we go. And it was this faith step again. And so, you know, uh, Dave always loved to put this picture up. Um, when we came, that was from the day that we were installed. And I don't know what's, I don't know if that's like we have a head of steam or if that's that, um, you know, our brains are trying to keep up and they're burning or if that's actually like the cloud in the, in the wilderness and God's leading us and there's Shekinah. I don't know what it is, but, uh, anyway, so we, that was, that was the first day and, and this was, uh, this was that day as well, um, in the front of the church and, uh, you know, you can see even physical difference in our church here, and the banners are in the back. And um, but that was when we first started. And when and that, the, the the year before, when we were um, when I was doing that uh, rally day before we knew we were coming, I remember seeing the mug, uh, one of those PFC mugs, and I, and I just didn't I didn't get it at first why it said PFC. I didn't realize that meant Parker Ford Church. I'm a little slow sometimes, and maybe that's why the steam was coming up. And I but I, when I saw PFC, I was like, what does PFC stand for? And the first thing that popped into my mind was people following Christ. And I remember that day saying that, and it's kind of become our tagline. Like that's who we are. We're people. And what's really cool is is that next year when we started talking about uh, replanting, um, what we realized was a few things. First of all. We, you know, there are roots in this church that go really, really deep, that are great roots, great roots. And, and, you know, it's, if you have a tree that's dying and you need to rip it out by the roots and all of that, you know, you hate to do that. And you can plant a new tree and, and you got to wait for it to grow. But what's amazing is if you can take a tree that has a good root system and, and nurture it, and see new life spring up out of it. That's like when you see one of these old stands, sandstone houses or, or stone houses in, in, uh, in, in our area that someone takes and they rehab it and they put all the modern amenities inside of it, but they make it beautiful and it has that ancient future kind of beauty to it. There's nothing more beautiful than that, you know? And that's what God decided to do with Parker Ford Church. Take a church that's been historic in this area for a long time and replant it and it keeps all the richness, the ancient roots, the deep-held uh, community and theology of, of this church. But then it says, but we want new life, and we want the next generation to be able to embrace, and we want to be able to move beyond here. And in the process of that, though, there's this, there's this wonderful thing, but in the process of that, we had to say, what are, 
we don't want to lose the heart of who we are. And so what are the basics about who we are? And that word, people following Christ, really became kind of an anchor for us that says, this is what we are in essence. Whether what we were back then, what we're going to be in the future, this is what we need to be. This is about a a number of people gathered together following Christ. And then we started calling it not just people, but a people following Christ because we got to be a community in this. And we, um, so we started defining uh, how it is that we follow Christ. And this was uh, from the next rally day. These are all slides from, some of these are pretty old school slides. They're from, you know, the, I'm taking, stealing from PowerPoints over the last five, uh, six rally days. Um, and so we said we were headed in three directions. What directions do we head? Up, in, and out, following Christ, you know, in that personal relationship with Christ. And then he calls us into a relationship with one another. And then he calls us out into a relation, a missional relationship with the world. And so we defined that a little bit. And then uh, the next year we got a saying that God, man, God is going to move and and bring awakening. We know that God is going to move powerfully in this church. We know that God is alive and active. We don't need to make anything happen. All we need to do is create the space. You know, God's the one doing it. We just need to give him space in our lives. And so as we defined what the basics of that space was, um, we it, it were just getting real back to the simple stuff. God calls his people to love him with heart, soul, and strength. God calls us to follow him up in and out. And God calls Parker Ford Church to be open to him in these three ways that he needs to move. If we understand the scripture, then we understand the language of God and we can hear him communicate because that's how he talks. You know, he talks through scripture um, and that's the, the, the in the, the mental side spiritually. God moves in us spiritually. He communicates scripturally and we have to get out there missionally pursuing him. And uh, we watched that happen as God has developed more and more of those things. As God then in 2009, God really started to grow the church. You know, there was this one Sunday. It was hilarious. We had prayed for I don't know how many, how much Josh and I were. We, it would be clear. Those of you who have. Um, emptied and filled this space with chairs over and over again. Thank you. By the way, this one time, all the chairs were out of here because we were playing volleyball one of our family nights or something like that. And Josh and I came into this room because we had been here for a while and there hadn't been a new person that had come through the doors yet since we had been here. And it had been at least, you know, six months or a year. I don't know how long it had been. And we were like, God, this is, you know, there's harvest was part of the equation here. You know, like, what's going on? And I remember us kneeling right here, Josh and I, and, um, and in this big empty room and we're praying like, God, um, it's really difficult. You know, anytime a, a, someone kind of steps in the door, they just haven't been able to connect yet. And um, then the next Sunday, we had about three or four families all come on the same Sunday, you know, and they all kind of looked around and thought that the other people were part of the church, too, and started connecting with each other. And God just had this great design where um, and it became the seed of a new work that God was doing. And uh, it was really, really a special moment. And you guys were two of those, you know, I came walking through the door. And um, I remember um, it was just a really special, special moment. And as God started to move, what we realized was, is when you replant something and you put it in new soil, it changes the way it works. You know, the tree has to adapt to the new soil. 
Um, in the same way, if you have a family and you have a certain amount of people in your family, but then you went and say you go and adopt five kids, well, that's going to change the dynamic of your family, right? And all of a sudden, what we realized was Parker Ford had been a pretty tight-knit community. We knew each other well for a long period of time and everything. But when we went through the replant and people started connecting to the church, it changed the way that everyone interacted, you know? And the dynamics that had been there for a long time, it's like, oh, wait a minute, how do you do church? It used to be that the way you communicate is that Rosella, Bob's wife, man, she would just go around and tell everybody everything, you know, and she, and, and it all worked that way. But as the church grew, we realized the way that we did, you know, kind of organic family life, it wasn't working as easily anymore because there's a whole lot more people to interact with. And we're trying to figure this out. And, and as that changed, we realized, man, we have, there's a danger that as our church grows wider, we could lose some of the depth of our church. So we really started asking the Lord about that. And one of the next things, one of the next rally days, we talked about maintaining our values during a season of growth. And what was birthed out of this was that um, in the, in the way that as, as a body grows, the DNA of the body reproduces itself in each cell. And in the same way as new people come to the church and as we, as we grow, what we hoped for and what we prayed for is that the DNA of our pursuit of Christ, the people following Christ, would reproduce itself in each and every person in our church. And we got that booklet. I don't know if you, hopefully you have the booklet, the personal practices in pursuit of Christ that's sitting back there on the welcome table. And what that is, is it's disciplines in there of how do I, how do we follow Christ together? And it walks through, how do I have a personal up relationship with God? How do we work at this internal stuff in the scriptures and in the community? And how do we get out there and be invested? And ultimately then last year at the, at rally day, we talked about what it looks like if we do come in here and there's the presence of God, if we're like this, like the song we were just singing, you know, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. And if this place is filled with the presence of God and the scriptures are speaking to us and we're refining each other in faith and we're seeing God's work being reproduced in each one of us, what does that ultimately look like? And last, last year, what we said at Rally Day was it looks like a firefly army. And what that means is, is that we are lit up with the presence of God in this place together as we encourage one another, as we pursue God together. But when we leave this place and we go to our homes, when we go to our workplaces, when we go to our neighborhoods, that that light does not stay in the church. That light goes with us into all the places we go. And God decentralizes his church all throughout the week. And we invade the world around us with the love of God and with the presence of God. And in the environment where everyone else is pulling their hair out because they have so much stress, we have peace because the fruit of the Spirit is being born in our life. You know, when everyone else is depressed and frustrated, we have the ability to bring joy because we've been encouraged in the presence of the living God. And that ultimately, this was this became a picture for us about how it is that God's doing his work at Parker Ford Church. He's not just bringing in a harvest. He's bringing in not just filling pews and growing our church. He's making people who are following Christ up in and out. And as he does that person by person, he's reproducing the discipleship process in each person. And what we came to realize realize is he's not just making disciples, he's making warriors to carry the light and the love of God into a world all around us. And this became a training center 
In many ways, it's, it, God is trying to develop us into a training center where we become warriors who can carry the light and love and peace and joy of God into the world around us in a way that really needs it. That's, that's a review of what God has been doing over the last few years. And we've seen growth. We've seen excitement. We've seen programs grow. We've seen band grow. We've seen all sorts of things happen. And it's all been neat. But that brings me to the one point here. And this is, this is the, the only real point I'm trying to make today about where we're at now. So where, where are we now? You know, this is one thing that's been exciting is God brought a real sense of life over the last five years. If you look at one of the things that's changed in the last five years that's been exciting is just new energy, new life, new excitement, you know. And many of you represent that right on your faces, you know. Um, and it's it's really cool. You know how when um, someone falls in love when they're young, um, well, they don't have to be young, I guess. But, uh, when, you know, they fall in love and they're, they, they get into a dating relationship and they're all super excited about the, this thing. You know, there's deep passion in that relationship. It can't stay in the same spot it's in for all of time. It doesn't mean that it has to lose the passion, but it actually has to progress and grow beyond just the passion, doesn't it? It has to become something else. And we have an institution in our world which is like the goal of, of, of the covenant that we make of progressing to the next step. What's that called? In a, if you're in a romantic relationship, there's an institution out there that you step into where you make a covenant with another person. What's that called? <laughs> marriage. And so marriage represents that I might wake up tomorrow and not feel quite as hot for you, you know? But guess what? I'm not going anywhere. And I'm going to make the effort to feel that way about you that day and to be there for you anyway. Because when things have new life, they're exciting. And it makes it easy to be where we're supposed to be. It's so easy to love a person who you're wildly in love with. You'll jump off a bridge for him. You'll do anything. All the things that Christ says to do to love another person, he doesn't have to tell me when I'm madly in love with them. You know, I'm going above and beyond. What's hard is, is when I'm not feeling that anymore, how to maintain it. And covenant is the word that God uses to say that we are committing to being there beyond just the emotion of it all. And in the last five years, God has done some spectacular, things. And many of us have joined Parker Ford Church and have been excited about what we've seen. But what God is bringing us to again at Parker Ford Church is bringing us back to a place of covenant with one another, where he is not only saying this is exciting and fun, but he's saying you too are being built up into a spiritual house where God can dwell. And a house is not built on romance. A house is built on covenant. And a romance happens in the house because of the covenant, not vice versa. Okay, And so when a thing is going to work for the long haul and we're going to generationally bless and we're going to see the DNA reproduced and we're going to see the kingdom of God move forward, not just in our generation, but in the generation beyond it, it's going to happen not just because there's excitement and flame in our relationship with God, although that's good, but because there's burning embers that stay alive and keep things going for the long haul. Okay, And that's the picture of our relationship with Jesus Christ as we get bound together as a church. 
And I think that what's happening right now and what we're going to continue to see is that God, this is no longer just people following Christ. God is building us into defining what it looks like to be a family here, that we are a people following Christ. And he's really working at that with us. And I think one of the things that he's doing on that, you see it on our needs for in our when we're looking at programming right now and when we look at this church facility, looking at a church, you know, this new building, we don't buy a house with someone unless you're serious with them, right? You know, I hope that we're, yeah, and so that, that's the idea is that, you know, and we, if you're going to custom build a house, you build it around the DNA of your family. Who are we as a family? If you're going to custom build a house, think about what, what do we do? What do we like? Do we like a fireplace? Are we people who hang out in the living room and sit by the fire? Well, then let's get a fireplace. If we're never home, why get a fireplace? You know, like it, you know, and so we, we have to make those decisions. And this is one of the reasons I'm saying that is because when you look at where we are right now, I think that, that God is saying that we're, he's kind of growing us up. We're becoming a church. And one of the ways that you look at it is when you look at this building, this is the picture of the, the new building project. Um, and it's not the most current picture, but it, it is a picture. And there's three main things that are happening inside of this building project. And I'm about to wrap it up here. And I, I want you to hang with me on this last point about this building project. This is what's exciting about it is that on the back right of that picture there, you see a little pergola or steeple or whatever that is, you know, cupola, name it. Belvedere. All right. Yes. There you go. Steering committee. I was steering committee people saying that. Yeah. So there's Belvedere in the, in the back right. Okay. And underneath of that is what we're calling sacred space. Okay. Now spaces themselves, you know, ground, uh, you know, is this like some place that when you walk onto God's automatically going to be there? We're not saying that, but it's the place where we gather together and we set aside. And in a home, you have special spaces. There's the dinner table where we eat together. There's, you know, the family room where we hang out together. There's the bedroom, you know, and there's sacred split spaces for different things. And that place that's there is going to be a place that's for one thing. And it is to follow Christ up together. It is to worship God and to let him know every week that we are not here just to get juiced. We're here because you deserve for us to be here, giving you what you deserve. And when we do, we get juiced, you know? And so that's the sacred space. That's following God up. That's the mission of God being manifested in our church right here. Secondly, the space we're standing in here, which is on the left side, that's this room and, and the hallway all around here. It's going to be all kids zone. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a bunch of little shorties running around right now and they keep getting in the water, which is awesome. And, um, those kids need to continue to have the word of God taught to them. And it's the primary job of family to do that. But it is a secondarily, a secondary job of our church to really help supplement on that level and to be a part of a place where the kids can get together and learn together. And so the in in our relationship with God is manifested in the children in this part of the building. And the, there's going to be major renovations happening over here, all sorts of stuff happening over here that reflects the in of going after the development of kids. There's also an in part of our relationship with God that's gonna, that you're going to see in the back. The office space is going to be changing because there's going to be counseling, uh, uh, places for counseling, which, you know, uh, we need help. 
<laughs> We're like, we all got issues, you know? And when we meet with God, God starts to call them out. And we start to realize how much we have issues. And then we need to talk it out. We need to pray it out and work it out. And we need the counseling space for it. And so it's another place where in the home, we need to have private spaces to have real conversations with each other. And that's part of following Christ in. And when it comes to out, the only place in our building that really is reflecting that is the fact that what you don't see on here is there's an expanded parking lot. Okay, And we really need the expanded parking lot because God continues to reach more and more people. When they do, the home expands. See, the out in our relationship with God doesn't happen in the building as much as it happens out of the building. That's the Firefly Army. That's The out happens out there when we interact with people. But when we've gone out and gone with Christ and seen him do things, then people come here. And when people come here, they engage in the process of up and in in this place. And then they go out again. You know, and that's kind of the life cycle of it. So the, the reason I wanted to show all of that is because the DNA of our church, we don't want it to change. We don't want it to change. We always want to be about a movement more than about membership. We always want to be about people more than about programs. We always want to be an organism more than we're just an organization. We always want to see it be alive and awake and the, the fire. Go- but when you grow up, you got to get a house or you got to live somewhere and you got to make the programs. And if the movement's going to last, there has to be structure to it. And with this building, it's, I'm very excited about the fact that God is showing in the building itself, the spaces still reflect the very mission of the church to follow Christ up in and out. And that God's going to continue to do that in each one of us and in those who God uses us to minister to. And I think that in that process, he is defining who we are. And as he defines who we are, the mortar between the different stones in the temple of God are being built together for us to be that holy temple that he can dwell in and live. And I just think that's an exciting thing. Join me in prayer.